Hello, and welcome to Filling in the Gaps. I'm Justin. I'm Darren. Here on Filling in the Gaps, we discuss puzzling movies and puzzle games, of which today we have a puzzle game, adventure game, sort of point and click that I'm going to... Well, that's basically what I'm going to put it as, and it is called My Memory of Us. This is one you will have heard about before if you've listened to some of my sales videos. I really enjoy this game. Not everything about the game, but the majority of the game, I think, is brilliant. It has narration by Patrick Stewart, which was the biggest selling point, as well as the cute cartoonish aesthetic, the black and white with huge bursts of red, which you're going to find out as you play are things you can typically interact with in some way. The developer is Juggler Games, publisher IMGN.pro. My playtime was about 6.1 hours. Seven for me. It's $18 a base, but it definitely goes for much cheaper than that. I think I got it for about three. It only has, it looks like right now, 419 reviews on Steam, but it is very positive. And it comes from October of 2018. They have some tags, adventure, atmospheric, puzzle, indie, all of which I think are very fitting. I would even add story rich. Yeah, oh, did. yeah, definitely. Yeah. There's not much, but what you do get is really good. Mm. <laughs> I really enjoy it. I don't really want to get too much more into it. I think the game kind of speaks for itself. If you look at My Memory of Us on Steam or wherever you're looking to purchase it. The trailer kind of says it all. Would you recommend it? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I also would recommend it. That's pretty much where I'm going to leave it for the spoiler-free section. We're going to get right into the story and the puzzles. So if you have not played it, I highly recommend that you give it a play before you listen to this because we're going to give a whole lot away. And getting into the story and getting into the puzzles is... Very much worth it in this one. Don't let us spoil it for you. With that, though, here's your spoiler warning. The narrator at the beginning of the game talks about life can be like a fairy tale. There's a girl we see with her head stuck in a book on the way to his bookstore looking for a new story. Little did she know what she was going to get. And there's a fun little tutorial bit where we actually get to play as the girl walking along, hopping up and down over luggage, I think. Grabbing a ladder and then getting up to the kind of attic where she finds the other stuff, yeah, the book. As we're on the way to the bookstore, though, there are all sorts of people with thought bubbles. Mm -hmm. And that's where you start to get the impression of how people communicate in this game with thumbs up with hearts, with (laughs) arrows. Yeah, symbols that maybe represent swearing. Yeah. (laughs) There is the poison symbol I think they use for death. Mm -hmm. We're going to kill them. And there are all sorts of other things that come up. It's very cute and it works very well. It's amazing how much message they can convey with such few images. Mm -hmm. And I think that's the... I think that is a signal of you're in for great storytelling. But yeah, we're going to get into the shop. We try to wake him up. The red bell 
he's wearing red. These are things we can interact with. Mm -hmm. You're going to climb up, move the ladder over so you can get up, find the red book, which again is the one you can interact with. Now, I recently played this to get ready for this podcast, but this was my second playthrough. When you do the second playthrough, the memories are not there anymore. Ah, uh, okay, yeah. Was there a memory in this part? Do you remember? No, I think there is, yeah, because I found, yeah, because there's one, and if you check it on the memory part of the menu, it says, oh, the game's just beginning, this is your first memory. It's almost like a tutorial memory, just to let you know that this part of the game exists. And you want to find these things. I'm missing one. I'm missing two. And I'm really bummed, because it's like, I want to know the story all in, in, like, in full. So it's like, yeah, I'm going to have to go back and find them. Did you look at the memories then in the menu after you finished? I looked at all of them, yeah. yeah. I think they all have a title, so I think it'll be easy to look up and walk through yeah. which one you're missing and where it is. Yeah, and, it's, and I think the game is broken into chapters as well, so you can just choose the chapter that you go into. You definitely can, which is great for replaying and great for achievement hunting, mm -hmm. which I'm not sure if I really want to do. There are a few in this one I'm not sure that I will ever get. Yeah, there's, I'm not interested. I only got about 13 achievements out of like, I think it's 26. I'm halfway through it, so. There's the dance number we'll get to, which I've <laughs> messed up apparently twice because that achievement I still don't have. I imagine you do, though, because you love those rhythm Yeah, games. I, I, I aced it, yeah. As the girl takes the book up to the owner of the bookstore, he starts to get into memories, basically. Oh, like, I haven't looked at this in a long time. And you start to see all these pictures floating out and images. And this half photo and the girl in it, she looks so like the girl standing in front of me, which wink, is great. Yeah. <laughs> I don't mind for this kind of cutesy story, though. Mm. I think that it works well. If you look at this as the story part is a short film. Mm-hmm. It works. You're not building up a huge twist. You're basically setting it up and then paying it off at the end. I don't mind. Again, as we've said before, I don't always need a twist. Yeah. Sometimes setting it up and paying it off well works much better for me. It worked for me very well. I'll, I'll let you know at the end. <laughs> <laughs> Spoiler, it worked for him. <laughs> this is going to get us into the actual story, though. It's going to be, I believe, as he mentions, a story of a boy, a girl, robots running on rooftops from police. And that's where we're going to start with him is he can sneak around and he's avoiding the police as he's trying to get across the rooftop. We will get there and the police, I think, are creeping up on him and he falls into a trash can and gets stuck there. Yeah. Which is where the girl will find him the next day. Here's the knocking in the trash can, and we'll let him out. Mm -hmm. I do refer to her ball as a sad baseball, and the kids in the orphanage later have a sad soccer ball. Right. They have a very <laughs> sad face on them. Yeah. <laughs> we have some interesting mechanics here, because what we have is a single-player game with two characters, each with their own different skills. Yeah. The fact that they get to hold hands is... Good for the story, it's cute, and it makes things way easier than constantly switching back and forth to individual characters. When you can take his hand, and as the girl sprint ahead, 
It's just so much better. (laughs) (laughs) But as well, having him be able to creep with her. Yeah. It just works very well. And I don't know how it is with keyboard and mouse, but with controller, it was very fluid switching to connected to not connected. It was almost too good, to be honest, because I found myself like... Not believing it was actually... Running off, like, like, like pressing it twice thinking I hadn't done it but it actually has worked I think the same happened to me a number of times we're basically going to have times where she's running where the boy can crouch we need to sneak through to get them to the area with the guy selling donuts Mm -hmm. and you can switch who is in the front so you can make sure that they both get a donut Right. Yeah. I don't know if that's an achievement, but I feel like it should be. They're going to work together to boost, I believe, him up to a button. An elevator is going to lift her up and they get on the swing. Narration. Such good times together, but something bad is around the corner. Now, one thing that I would like for them to have done a little bit differently here is not do the something bad around the corner two or three times in a row. Right. <laughs> Well, there's a lot of bad things around the corner for them, wasn't there? That is true, but they end, I think, two or three chapters mm. with that. Don't do that much. Yeah. <laughs> it's a bit much. Let us have this one now. It's happy, and then we lead to what we're going to find out is the grandfather's house. Mm-hmm. He won't let them in until they get some apples. Yeah. You have to go and... There's some heavy apples as well. You need two people to lift the, <laughs> lift the five of them. <laughs> <laughs> you have to sneak over, steal the slingshot from the gardener. Yeah. Come back, move the bucket under, shoot the apples. Aiming is a little awkward mm-hmm. in this game. Did you find that or was it much easier? It was okay for me. Yeah, it was just <clears throat> you could just tap it around with the key with with the uh, up and down arrows. Is that how you did it? I wasn't sure how you would do it because on the controller, it was the joystick. Yeah, you hold down control and then you just go up, down, like that. Ah, okay. I think with the joystick, you might have a bit more accuracy, Mm -hmm. but it probably takes a little bit longer to make it work. Yeah, so you get your five apples and then you go inside. There's an elevator, but it's stuck halfway. This, the first time... Really took me a while. I think I maybe even had to look it up because it didn't make any sense to me. It wouldn't let me jump the little way down onto it. It wouldn't let me boost up onto it, even though logically I should be able to. I have to use my slingshot to hit buttons. Yeah, the thing the the thing that we just did. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) The tutorial was the apples. It was like already I'd forgotten. Like, well, I'm stuck. (laughs) But there's a logic difference. There's sort of a logic break between I can shoot apples down with a slingshot And I can hit buttons with a slingshot. Yeah. Once you have that, though, Grandpa comes in in his steampunk wheelchair Mm -hmm. and he makes them some food. But before they can eat, you have to do a sliding plates puzzle. Yeah. Bounce them around the different objects and the different plates until you have all three in the correct location. First time took me a while. Second time even... A bit, but I knew it was possible. It's one of those things where once you know it's possible, you just push through and you do it. They have dinner. Everything seems nice. And basically, you head out now. As the story says, 
<laughs> the very modest narrator. Oh, I'm, I was such a good thief that <laughs> I had to teach her something for her birthday, and I was going to teach her how to steal a cake. <laughs> yeah. It's very cute, though. It wasn't even very big. <laughs> In the cafe, we find out soldiers had already taken all the cake. The girl sings and dances to get the sort of two lovers together. Yeah, does, did this little scene remind you of anything? It really reminded me of the the scene in Frambo with the dancing grasshopper thing. I was just going to say that because that's something we've played recently. Yeah. And that would definitely hit me. I mean, the rest of the bar, no. But this little stage bit, I was just like, oh, man, it's the, it's the, <laughs> we're back in Frambo again. <laughs> Immediately, the girl gets up and starts singing, though, and that's okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, look at the, the, I look at this, though, as a cute kid's game. More family-friendly game. So I let a lot of that stuff slide in this one. It has enough good. It has enough fun. that nitpicky things I normally bring out, I might let go on this one. <laughs> and this is one where the girl's just going to sing. And those two happen to just sit next to each other now because she sang. Yeah. Like, her song brought them together. <laughs> <laughs> but this means that he leaves behind... The mirror right. and our boy is going to be able to take that and use that to somewhat awkwardly blind people a few times in the game. Yeah, it doesn't get used very much. And it is, I don't know what it's like for you, again, using controller, but for me, it seemed to be. Does it hop around? It a moves lot? around. Yeah, it's like random. It's like taming a wild animal. It's just <laughs> weird. <laughs> for me, it seems sort of like. Oh, it's hopping to the right and now sort of hopping up and down and you yeah. just have to slowly keep pushing it in the right direction. Yeah, yeah. I will say a nice thing about that mechanic, though, is having a plus symbol appear when it's in the right location. When it's ready, yeah. Because otherwise you might not know where the hitbox really is for the blinding. Mm -hmm. So I think that that is a nice touch. We're going to do the same thing outside where we're going to blind the guy sitting up on some scaffolding so that he will drop the wine, but you have to get him to drop it on the sandbags as the soldier is pushing them through. What happens if you don't? Because I got that the first time because I knew exactly what I had to do. I'm pretty sure it breaks it break and then another bottle another appears. Ah, that's, okay. that's my memory. Yeah. It's been a long time though. This time I knew what I was doing, so I didn't mm -hmm. mess with breaking it. Yeah, because we need to give the wine to the the drunk at the train station to get a ticket or get a coin so we can buy a ticket. That's right. And then we can hop on the train and head to the next section. We're going to sneak past the guard by using a truck as cover. This is going to get us onto what I refer to as a military base. We're going to climb onto the roof, but soldiers are chasing the girl. As the boy, we have to sneak past some soldiers. There's a cabinet with medals. There's one medal, two medal, three medals, and a bunch of toys in here for some reason. Mm. This is an easy little puzzle for getting the combination for the door downstairs. Yeah. This gets the boy in. He gets a cake, which is the whole objective of this level. But he's going to get caught. The narration talks about the robot invasion looming. 
and the girl must rescue the boy. As the girl, we now can jump over gaps. However, don't get hit by the tiniest little spark ever from the welders or you die immediately. <laughs> You're going to slingshot a button to make a crane move a platform across. I mean, it's meant to be in-game. This is some sort of construction thing. But we know what it is. It's a platform <laughs> that we're getting to move across. And I do like that a lot of times, the way we use the slingshot to access buttons that are out of reach. We get to the jail, and even this time, I had to use a walkthrough because this part doesn't seem to work logically for me in my brain. Okay. The thing I'm always missing at this point is you walk in, I see there's two phones, I know I need to use the phones to distract the jailer, mm -hmm. but you go upstairs, there's another soldier who won't let you, who's thinking about cigarettes. Yep. So you have to find a way to get him the red cigarettes from downstairs soldier. It never occurs to me to turn into the boy and rattle the door. Right, yeah. It's just not something we've been taught. I'm thinking about all the mechanics I have thus far. He can't sneak anywhere, mm -hmm. <laughs> which is what he can do. He doesn't have a spotlight, which is what he needs to blind someone. Just never think to do it. Did you do this instinctively? I, 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 no, it was the last thing that I did because I did the whole thing. I was ringing the downstairs phone. No, no, I was a call, I was using the downstairs phone to call upstairs. Um, but it's like, that's not good enough. I want to ring the upstairs phone to downstairs. And then I, I exhausted all my options. Like, there's nothing logically possible left. I was like, X. Ah, change switch, switch over to the boy. Right, there we go. There is a third soldier which you don't get to do anything with. I just snuck under him. I'm assuming if you stand up, he catches you. Like, I just snuck under the bench, under the desk kind of thing. Maybe once you have the boy. Mm -hmm. But I ran past him as the girl. And I ran past him never... as a girl a ton. But yeah, when I had the boy, I just ducked down. And just, just, just in just case. Just in case, yeah. Because one thing I will say about this game is the checkpoints are not good. There are there's some, some, there, there really, are some ones. really bad ones, especially, and they make you do everything again. And I what, didn't want to go do this one again. <laughs> this one was okay, though, but there were some later ones that I really didn't want to do again. And I, yeah, it's, uh, there's some real dud, dud checkpoints in this game, unfortunately. On the rooftop, you're going to run, hit the button so the boy can cross as well, uh, slide down the tube. <laughs> actually this is where they're together and they slide down the tube where they essentially photobomb the wedding photos oh yeah which is very cute and funny which is where they get the photograph from and that's great yeah that's great and just in my head they are photobombing as bombs are about to actually drop yeah the war is actually happening now they begin to fall the robot king's army attacks There's a really annoying part here with the creeping across the loose planks, which I didn't understand. Maybe I need to run across and jump just before, or maybe I need to do them one at a time, mm. and that didn't seem to do it. No, if we're together and as the boy, we can creep slowly, and that gets us across. Once you understand that after the first time, it's okay, but that mm. first time, must have tried six different things yeah 
multiple times and was getting very frustrated. Mm -hmm. Then you have to run to avoid the falling debris. I hate the falling debris stuff every time. Yeah, it's not the best. (laughs) The hitboxes are quite unforgiving. And they also feel not as much this one as the final... The conveyor belt thing. That one too, but I'm more thinking the bathtub when we get to that Mm. at the end. There are just times where the falling debris is like once you realize you're in the wrong place, it's too late to do anything about it. Yeah, you can't save yourself. Yeah, if you you make a mistake, you're done. you got to restart. The elevator we get on at the end of that part breaks. Then we become the boy. He now has a crank flashlight. And the more you hit the button, the wider it gets. I hate it because it's the (laughs) whole like flashlight battery kind of thing. Yeah. But I also like it because it's so fitting in this world. Mm-hmm. This sort of World War II steampunk version. Having this kind of flashlight makes sense. Yeah. And the way they've done the animation looks great. And you could be doing everything else you want to be doing. And the boy will still be turning it so long as you're hitting the button. Right. They've done a great job with the animation on that one. But I just don't like flashlights and don't last. (laughs) (laughs) At least this isn't a horror game. But there are some times where I really would have loved for that Halo to be wider. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. On keyboard, because you have to control the other person and the keyboard basically gets taken over by that player. I think all you got to do is wind it up with the boy. And then if you press, if you're holding down C, I think there's a button. And then if you press X to switch to the girl. It's just always fully expanded. I think there are a few things like that that maybe I didn't realize that you could just hold the button down as opposed Uh, to tapping. mm -hmm. Ah, okay. So I think that this might be one of those times where I was tapping when really I could have just held it down the whole time. Yeah, this I made a note here. This is the this is one of the 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 points where I realized that the checkpoint system was a bit broken because you can get almost to the end of this level and if you die, you have to do the whole thing. And you start off from that cutscene where he finds the, the lantern. Yeah. It's like, oh, I, I have to restart this one about three or four times. You're going to use slingshots now to close some bombs so they don't attack. Yes. You can also use the mirror to blind the eye of a bomb so it won't attack. You get to a bunker, and they get to celebrate the birthday. Very cute. Yeah. He takes off his hat, and he's still got the cake. We are going to get to a level where robots are basically taking the riches. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, another thing as well that I want to make note of as well is the game is very cute, but let's not forget what this is about, you know? It's like, it's about Nazis invading Poland, and it's underneath all the cutesy stuff, there's a really terrible horrible like really really horribly sad story and um my spoiler for the end was i actually cried my eyes out at the end of this game honestly um and so i felt a really like i'm not crazy about the gameplay to be honest the the puzzles some of the puzzles and some of the mechanics of the game i did not enjoy but the story itself is fantastic it's really really good and it made me feel something so in the end, it's like, well, all is forgiven, you know, it's like, <laughs> but it's a really, yeah, that, that, that doubles down on it because it's like, you've got this cute thing, but we all know what happened. Yeah. I think this is a great way to introduce people to what was happening at the time. Yeah. And it's a way to get younger people into it without being 
graphic. It's hard to talk about World War II and what was going on without getting into some of the really heavy stuff. Yeah. This has some really sad moments in it. Yeah. And some really strong parallels to things that were happening, as you said, that the Nazis were doing. Taking the art, taking the riches like this is a big part of that. It's a way to introduce the idea without actually having to go into the details. And I think that this is the type of story and the type of game that can get kids more interested in wanting to know more. And if you want to, then you've got the actual memories that you collect and you can go and see what these real people, who these real people are and what the game is based on. You can find out a few of the facts. Yeah, it's it's really well done. Really well done. You're going to have to use your, at this point, you have to use your slingshot on one side to distract the robot soldier so the boy can swipe the vase and then you need to get the girl out before the robot gets over to her. Mm-hmm. So it is was a little tricky just because this is one of the first times you really have to worry about timing. Right. Get the vase, get the boy out of there, get the girl out of there because otherwise you're going to lose one of them. Mm-hmm. You take the vase outside put it under the water pump, give the water, uh, the very heavy water you have to drag over to the soldier. He gets a drink and then the robot soldier says, all right, out of here and moves out of the way finally. Yeah, but before that, it's like he drinks it and then just does that thing from like like four dozen The Avengers where he just like smashes it. just like, okay, I'm done with that. Crash. Yeah, not like uh, these other two guys need any. Yeah, yeah, exactly. We are going to see a parade of robot soldiers Mm -hmm. go by as some people in red are being shown off in a way with one of the leader robots speaking on. Mm -hmm. We get to some scales where we have to put one character up on each side according to the robot's instructions. A claw basically comes out and takes the girl and puts her into what looks like a ship. Yeah. The boy is allowed to look. This was a very interesting part where he gets on this cherry picker, essentially, and can look inside the different windows at her being pushed along the conveyor belt about her being painted red. Yeah. The narrator will say... The red people were looked down upon for no reason. My friend was still my friend. I didn't understand. But we get it very much in the next scene where we start off and the people who are not in red are laughing at the people in red. Yeah. And red people are no longer allowed in places they were before. We can't get into the cafe we were in before because she's wearing red. The boy can still get in. She's not allowed. Inside, we can use the boy to open a drunk robot, I guess. He's sort of passed out on the stage. You open him up, and there's a bunch of keys. I hate this puzzle. This one doesn't make any sense. And they do this a couple of times with these, this, this, like, just brute force your way through the puzzle. There didn't seem to be any logic. I was looking for a correlation between the number of sides that the thing had, the amount of times I should maybe turn the keys... But no, in the end, it's just like, find one, 
find the next one. Oh, that didn't work. Go back to the beginning. Start again. And just, it's just a really, maybe there is a logic to it. I, I didn't find it. There might be. I haven't found it. The walkthrough I looked up for this, because I wanted to know Yeah, we're going to be doing it today. The walkthrough just basically said, do it in this order. Here's the, here's the Another answer. one said, just do it in this order. Because there's numbers off on the other side as well. There's like There are corresponding numbers. Yeah. They're in a weird order. It's three, four, five, six, but they're not in a correct yeah. order. The left side seems to have a gap at the bottom. The right side seems to have a gap somewhere in between the numbers. Yeah. I don't get it. I don't get it. If the answer is in the game, I just don't get it. I haven't found it. I just pushed my way through. Yeah. Yeah. And they do they do that twice in the in the game. Um which was a bit unfortunate, but the one that I did like, I don't, I don't know if it was this part or the next part coming up, but there's a bit where you find a key card, and I was like, "Where's the code for this key?" It's like it's on the key card. Yeah, that's still coming up. Yeah, that's a ways away. I think the robot then sort of ejects a lever, which we can use to get that's the right. girl to go underground. Now I found a bug playing this time, where I walked her into the tunnel, and the boy just appeared there. We're actually supposed to use the slingshot on the button that's underground to get him there, I believe. Ah, okay. We now have to do some sneaking around past robots. I'm pretty sure there's a memory around here somewhere. Mm -hmm. As you're playing through the second time, there's just one area I went to, and I'm like, why did I go over here? There's nothing here. (laughs) Oh, there was probably a memory here. (laughs) There's a part where you walk up to a robot, and the robot just goes red, no, puts her on the other side of a hedge. Yes. And so you have to, as the boy, go up. Real simple puzzle. Mm. There's a water valve. Turn it off. The gardener comes out, goes, hey, what's going on? And you steal the key from his door. Yeah. So you are now together again. More sneaking. Uh, one thing I should say with the sneaking is there are times where you can hide inside of things. So you can hide inside of hollowed out trees or holes in the wall mm-hmm. yeah i quite like the um i'm not a huge fan of stealth games but this is about as stealthy as i can get you know <laughs> I, I can tolerate this much because the, the, there's some later stealth missions that i actually quite enjoyed because it's all just about working out patterns and and when it's safe to go and when when you have to just kind of hide there's more sneaking we need to steal the crank handle to turn on the spotlight this was another thing I had to look up because I just didn't think about it. I saw that the spotlight was red, but didn't think, oh, I need to hit it with the slingshot. Because I thought I could blind him from anywhere, but no, it has to be in just the right spot. Because yeah, he's almost standing on the light as well. So it's like, yeah, I figured you'd have to tilt the light over to us so that we could get a better angle on it. As we do more sneaking, though, we're going to get to a part where statues are being removed. Mm-hmm. by, I I would think by helicopters, but it's probably by those flying robots. Yeah. Then we get to a slide square puzzle. Your favorite. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> With zeros and ones, and we have to get the zeros to cover the ones which apparently control these three different robots. Mm-hmm. If you get the zero in place of, I mean, this is programming essentially, right? Yeah. So you put the zero instead of a one, they all deactivate. And that saves the donut man who is trapped, who says, hey, do you need a lift? I'll give you a lift. And takes them to Grandpa's house. Yeah. I actually like this slide square puzzle. Yeah, it was okay. I, I didn't mind it. I liked what it did. 
the thing was though, the first time I played this game, I had no idea what I was doing. It didn't make any <laughs> sense to me. It took me a long time to figure out, but that is why this time I knew exactly what I was doing and it took virtually no time. Mm. But that is an indicator to me of a decent puzzle where you don't do well until you understand what you're actually supposed to be doing. And then it works like clockwork. Yeah. yeah. The narrator speaks about grandfather's house is ruined, but he's waiting there and happy to see them together. But it's only for a short time before a robot kicks in the door and <laughs> shoots the grandfather, but not with a bullet, with red paint, assuming. Mm -hmm. Yeah. The boy will give chase on the scooter. You have to avoid potholes, traffic cones, other vehicles. Some old school gaming right there, man. That brought back a lot of memories. And you have to hit those boost arrows. Yep. It's like Excite Bike. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And continuing even on, there was a Super Nintendo Beavis and Butthead game that Did had that. a cart where you have to avoid uh, all the obstacles. Right. They still exist. This type of race thing still exists. Didn't they do that with the Final Fantasy VII? Was that not the bike ride that you had to do? It was like that as well, I think. It's just, Very possible. It was really popular back in the 90s, even before. I don't mind this one. I mind some other ones. Yeah. This one I don't mind so much. But I do think this is one of those things where if you mess up too much, back to the beginning you go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You just got to get good. There's a line of red people waiting to get into the ghetto. Around the corner... You're going to have to drop some red paint on a robot. So his colleague just starts laughing at him and mm -hmm. you're allowed to sneak through. This is one of my favorite parts of the game. Yeah, I like this part. There are different areas. The first time I played it, I was a bit confused as to where I was supposed to be going, what I was supposed to be doing. But the second time, just joy. I absolutely love what was going on here. You get to meet the woman who says oh you need to get this radio to the white hand or to the flower there are all these symbols that you're meant mm -hmm. to follow and look around for and she's wearing an obvious mask yeah <laughs> it's cute but i love the idea of there being a resistance here you have to get the radio to the painter where you can distract him long enough to seal his paintbrush get the paintbrush on a bucket on a line sort of across the stream, go over, get it, bring it back so you can graffiti the robot general's portrait or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> Which was just a weird matching thing. But it was a fun little mini game. Yeah, it was all right. It was all right. And, they, and one one good thing the game does consistently with the, with these parts is if you find something and you don't have the equipment for it, you just get a question mark. So you know you've got to interact with this, but you know you're not ready to do it yet. I, I appreciate that part of the puzzle where it's like, not yet. Just wait. Come back later. It's good. You get to put the portrait on the other line. That's right. And then you wheel that across. So that the robots will laugh. <laughs> I love the fact that they just sort of laugh at each other all the time. They're just big dummies, yeah. Grab the radio, take it to the guys in the brick area. Here, you get to play the music so they're energized enough to work. Mm -hmm. Keep bringing them bricks until it's high enough that the robot can't see you sneak the radio across. Mm -hmm. You see the robot sort of officer stand on the platform, get the signal, and then walk in. 
So you can also, as the masked man appears and says, use the radio, so you use the radio. It's a little confusing at first. I wasn't sure what I was supposed to be doing. Mm -hmm. Because you get a string of something like seven numbers. And so in my head, what I probably did the first time, because I certainly did it this time, is I kept trying to tune the stations in order. Oh, this is, but yeah, but it's just telling you what the symbols are for each number, isn't it? Yeah. 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 You really just need those three symbols and those three numbers. So right. I was way overcooking this <laughs> one. <laughs> and I also got the numbers out of order. So I was doing it multiple times going, oh, wait, it's not three, two, it's two, three. So I need to do it all again. And, oh, God. and then numbers are not in order on the no. radio. <laughs> <laughs> but you get that and you don't even get to go in. The masked man sneaks in, yeah. says, thanks for your help. Go see some other guy. So, you go out. There's another guy in red with a mask on. He opens the door. Now, you get to see the girl again who's looking very sad, but she's happy when you arrive. Mm -hmm. Grandpa is there, too. Yeah. The narrator is going to say how they use the radio to listen to all the bad news of the world. They play at the orphanage. Janusz takes care of the kids and he's happy to have them come over at times. And the next level is going to be about the orphanage. You get out there, the kids get this sad ball stuck in the tree. Mm -hmm. And here comes the puzzle. I probably struggle with the most and probably shouldn't the math equation. Get the strawberries. I get that. First off, I need to pay better attention because in my math equation, I thought they were all plus symbols. Mm -hmm. There wasn't a multiplication symbol. <laughs> so I didn't understand how that was working. I was trying to add them all up as like, oh, 12 strawberries. One plus two is three. But that doesn't work. Yeah, that's what, that's what I was trying. <laughs> <laughs> there are boats. I mean, the thing is, for those who maybe don't remember as well, in the classroom of the orphanage, you see an equation that shows boat plus strawberry times bird equals key. Mm-hmm. The boats are not just the ones that look exactly like that one, the three barrels in the basement, but also... One on the roof. One on the roof, a model that's in that classroom, mm -hmm. and I think there's a, a ship on a portrait or a painting somewhere as well. Yeah. That's a bit rough. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and also, even just the birds... I thought there were five. I didn't realize I was meant to actually look and the around. The whole way, yeah. Mm -hmm. Once you do that, though, you get to, well, you do have to sneak in past the nurse. You have to knock the plank off the wall so that the sh so that the sunlight will shine in and you can blind her, <laughs> sprint and steal a cane so that you can knock the ball down. Yeah. You can't just ask for it. <laughs> and there's nothing else in the whole orphanage like, a broom yeah. that you could use. Or a stick off the tree that it's stuck in. <laughs> and though they should be a bit angry, they are not. They see how clever the boy and girl are. And Janusz says, we really need medicine. Mm -hmm. So that leads us to our next section. Where a not so difficult part where we have to get the girl into the cart and push her around. and. Use a pickaxe to get some boards out of her way and just 
move the cart around. Yeah. We get to the pharmacist, who is sad because the medicine has all been taken by the robots and put on a rocket. We need to get robot disguise. And I love this part. This is great. (laughs) (laughs) Go upstairs, get the sword, go back down to the giant robot head, cut off part of its nose. That's the antenna. Mm -hmm. You can find the bucket and the drill to put holes into it. There's a leather jacket just hanging there. And then you're two kids in a robot costume. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) It's just like something out out of a comedy movie, yeah. And so, yeah, you can, from there, just walk up. Waddle. (laughs) Waddle up. (laughs) And get teleported onto the ship. I love how the sleeves are just hanging off off the end of your hands as well. Such a convincing disguise. (laughs) Is at this point the narrator says, what, you don't think that we could make a costume out of bits and bobs? You don't think we'd be that clever? Well, my story may be a little exaggerated. (laughs) (laughs) Which, I enjoyed that. Mm. We're going to talk about the narration at the end, I think. I I love that. They can now go in and out of the disguise. To get in it, you have to go into the special room so that the shield can come down and pop back up. You have some puzzles here that involve getting robots to pull the red handles which will make lifts work, it will make platforms move, those kind of things. There's a very creepy bit here where there's a dog in the back, a dog robot that is never-ending running, chasing after the image of a red girl. Yeah, just painted on the wall. Yeah, That's enough to get it going forever. Mm -hmm. There are a number of puzzles here that involve what look like dice faces and getting the dial to move. Oh, I like this puzzle. In the right really? Even though this would be a math puzzle. Yeah. I just, I, I didn't, I didn't do any calculations in my head. I just got to a point where I was like, okay, it's, I'm close. And then I just fiddled with it. I didn't bother working them out. <laughs> it's all just trial and error. I wonder which way would be faster. Yeah. It worked pretty fast for me. It was okay. It was fine. Or I'd get it close. And I'd be like, okay, in my brain, I was like, okay, I was there. So I was like, I just need to knock two off of it. So it's like, okay, I'll look for a, look for a five. Oh, there's one there. I'll use that. And that was how I bumbled my way through this. <laughs> it works. I do wonder if there's more than one solution for each one. I think so. because And also they've got like multiples of the same dice, like, like the same numbers and stuff like that. I think there must. I think, in fact, I think I solved the same one in a different way because I had to restart this part again. Uh, or no, not this part, a later part. where they Because they use this this dice p- puzzle a few times, or at least a couple of times in the game. On this level, there are yeah. multiple multiple ones of this. Yeah, is, it, is this the one with the pipe that you've got to slide down? That you have to charge up the robots and stuff, yeah? Yes. Yeah, okay. So it's the same thing, the pipe in the middle. So you have to use that to go all the way down to pop up onto the right. I don't know how that there's, works physically. There's, there's a memory there. But there's a memory there. Yeah. Whereas this time I did that and I went, why did I do that? <laughs> yeah. Oh, there's probably a memory there. Yeah. Then you have to get it so that you can do another one of these puzzles, basically, and distract two of them, get the girl down here so you can slingshot the button, and the final robot falls on the... Well, it was a trap door, essentially. So you open the trap door... He falls through, put it back against the two of you can walk across. Yeah. You are going to, in the next section, have to drop a statue so that when you get back in costume, you can 
make the other robot go clean it up. Mm -hmm. Now you can separate two valves, get the cage up, grab the medicine, but it was a trap. Yeah. Uh Uh-oh. You are dropped onto a conveyor belt, which feeds into a large robot mouth. You have to run to avoid falling debris. Didn't like this section that much. Mm -hmm. Once you get to the end of that, though, more narration. The medicine is returned. Janusz is happy. And his nurse, Irena, has an artistic mission. So now we get to the part with the ice and the winter. The girl wants to skate. But before we get skates, we have to help spread some propaganda. Yeah. So we have to go through this adventure game house. (laughs) And we have to go outside, dance for the robot, get a bone. Thanks, robot. But it is useful because we use that to distract the dog. So we can go to the bookcase with the red book. Yeah. Which opens up to a secret room. Love that. Yeah. That gets us a key to open the cabinet that gets us the gear that will help fix the printing machine. And then printing was a mess. (laughs) (laughs) I just got, I found a rhythm and then I was just like, right, I'm not stopping until the game wants me to stop. Were you able to hit every page though? It seemed like at best I could do every other page. I got it. In the beginning, I was running it slowly and doing it that way. But by the end... Oh, can you control the speed? Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's where I went wrong then. (laughs) Because I must have cranked it all the way up. I was getting them halfway on. Right. I would occasionally get one, skip one, get the next one. But oh, I was like, this is such a waste. (laughs) Such a waste of paper. Yeah. Then you have to go and post these flyers up. Everywhere where there is the flower mark. Mm -hmm. Some very tricky stealth parts here for me because I also am not a stealth game person. I like jumping in and out of like the holes in the wall and that kind of thing. But trying to stand, I don't know if it's here or if it's the next time we hit the flying robots where you actually have to stand under the robot and let it switch mm-hmm. over you. I think that's later on. We're, we're going to have to do that a lot. Yeah. And I don't like it. Yeah. I was even confused. Like, it's impossible to get past them. And then it wasn't until I just stood there looking at the screen for five minutes, just trying to work out this pattern. And then it's like, oh, I can, yeah, I can stand directly underneath it and then get through. It's like, it's almost like Bioshock. We've got to hide under the cameras, you know, kind of thing. You're going to get all the way to the end of the section and then... You have to go all the way back. You have to go all the way back <laughs> because there's a dog and the dog will sniff you out every time. Yes, I found that out the hard way the first time. I don't know how many times this time I tried to figure it out. Probably at least five. Mm-hmm. All right, maybe I just didn't hide quick enough. Mm. Maybe I didn't hide in the right spot. Maybe I need to get to the next one. One great thing that they do a lot in this game, and it's very subtle, is things change when you come back again. So there is a heartbroken music player on the street and a robot there. But then when you come back again, the robot has been replaced with like a man Mm -hmm. and he's sort of heartbroken. There's all sorts of these little things that if you're paying attention to what's going on around you, there's a, a really much richer world than you would think. If you're really just focused on the gameplay. Mm -hmm. 
you get back. And even though you still have, at least I still had some flyers to post, they say, okay, that's fine. Have your skates. You get a really cute moment of them skating together. Mm -hmm. The narration will say, it was nice to see the bright red posters everywhere, but food was getting scarce. And they do a fantastic imagery bit here where there's, I think, a stack of four slices of bread. And then you get down to the last slice of bread and they've cut that in three. And then there's just a little hunk of bread out of the three left. There are rumors of free food, which, of course, you and I are going to say, that's a trap. That's a yeah, bad idea. Bad idea. But the only way to avoid it is to not play. And we're not going to do that. Yeah. The boy isn't let in because he's not wearing red. So he has to walk through, get the key card you were talking about before with the numbers on it. <laughs> yeah, I was looking for the code for ages. I wasn't looking for ages, but it did take me, even this time, a couple minutes to realize, oh, that's where it is. Because I think I walked around going, yeah. is it on that building? Is it on the robots? I know there's a code. Where is the code? And then I put it back in and went, oh, yeah, there. There <laughs> right, it is. Right yeah. So that gets you in, but then you're trying to paint yourself red. Yeah. So you have to get the power on. Now you can see how the numbers match the symbols. So use the same code again, but now with symbols. Yeah. Drag the red paint across a crane game mm -hmm. <laughs> or U UFOs, you yeah. often call it. Bring that down, put the paint in, get yourself covered in red. But now, because you're covered in red, you have to sneak back. Mm -hmm. Whereas before, you had free reign. Yeah. I think this is a fantastic way of showing that, of showing what it is like to be on one side and then being on the other side of things, mm -hmm. being on the side that's very discriminated against or has different rules. Yeah. I could run around like crazy before and nobody cared. But now, if I get caught, it's game over. Well, level over and start over again. Really powerful. Really powerful. But you get back and then you get in. Yes, there is food, but it turns into a train and takes off with you. They are being taken to a camp. The narrator says that he, basically like he didn't care that he was sharing the same fate as his friend. That's what he wanted. Mm -hmm. We're going to have some electric wire connection path puzzles where we turn each wire until it hits. You need to get a wrench. You can do one for an achievement, which just changes the image on the TV screen projector. And there's one where you have to have the two power sources. So you have to go back to the first one, steal a battery from there, put it on, and then connect both of those to the door so the door will open. You have a series of Going through stealth areas, moving bombs up and down. A little frustrating for me. It's fine. It's just I'm not a stealth game person. So yeah. I wasn't always thinking correctly about this one. There are a couple that are awfully close, though. Yeah, there's a couple of bits in here where you had to be, con you had to control both characters almost at the same time. You had to be quite quick with raising up a bomb so that you could hide behind it. So you had to switch back and forth. And yeah, I found that a bit hard, to be honest. You have a love letter that you can carry from one cell to another. Mm -hmm. You have basically the key puzzle, 
which is really tricky with the different platforms up and down and you have to time it right so you don't <laughs> you don't expose one or the other mm -hmm. you know you've got the boy going through and hiding the pipe get the box talking to the robot officer so that he can be distracted so you get the key and then you go back and you basically just drop people and they go well that <laughs> seems like a bad idea but then you see in the screen the cage shows it has a parachute right but would have been nice to have seen that right away <laughs> yeah just drop these guys to their deaths you need to do that twice then you get onto a steam platform that you can just take off on the narrator again talks about oh you think that we couldn't really do that a couple of us couldn't handle doing this but again, he kind of admits that he's exaggerating a bit. But it's time to, I think he says something like, it's time to do our plan of sabotage, rescue, and escape. We need to use a sort of laser turret to get three pieces of coal. Oh, for the big coal monster. Yeah, yeah we need to hide the grenade in it. And this time I knew what I was doing. Mm -hmm. But I had to look it up because I just couldn't figure out the last part of it, which is you have to walk along the monster and switch the pipes so that they're all glowing. Right. I thought I did something wrong. Uh, I thought I did order of operations wrong. Oh, no. I was meant to weigh it first or something. Right. I didn't know what I was doing wrong. I thought you had to you put the dynamite on the thing and blow it up with the laser. I thought you had to like blow a hole in the wall or something like that. So I was trying to get the stick of dynamite onto that platform. That makes sense, though. I could totally see why you would think that. Yeah. But you do that, it blows up, and narration, <laughs> engine went kaboom. Uh, but uh, there were no escape pods for the boy and girl. So we now appear in the forest, which this is, if I didn't love this game so much, <laughs> I'd be really annoyed. How did they get to the forest safely? Because you just told us there weren't any escape pods. You just fell at 30,000 feet out of the sky. <laughs> But he's embellishing the story, so yeah, fair enough. I love the bits, though, here where we see the rescued people in the background. Mm. We see bits of the ship here. I think that coal monster, the head is in the background. But then as you're walking along, we see one of the red people get caught in the light of the floating robot. Yes. And gets disintegrated. Yeah, this is the first time you actually see death in the game. It's like, oh, okay. Things just got a bit more dark. You're going to have to climb up as the boy and drop paint onto, I think, one of the officers so that one of the floating robots comes along and destroys it. Mm -hmm. There is a puzzle that's not really tricky, but boy, was it tricky for me because I was just always doing it the wrong way, where you have four robots following, like they're floating along these red pathways on the wall. And you can control... Sort of, are they on the left side? Are they on the right side? Are they in a circle? And then as you get one of your characters up to the lever, then you can control, is it the top half? Is it the bottom half? It's not really hard to do, but I was constantly doing it the wrong way, <laughs> getting one of them destroyed, and then having to start over again. Yeah. No, I definitely uh, messed this up a couple of times. Just because when you go to the screen where you change it, you can't see yourself anymore. So you're like, oh, wait a minute. Am I in the kill zone now? It's like, okay, let's find out. 
Yep. <laughs> Zap. So many times. <laughs> even this time, I've played it before, and even still. This will lead to another scooter ride, but now you have a sidecar, so the girl can shoot at floating robots as they come out of the cloud of yes. <laughs> <laughs> flying robots. Again, aiming is a little awkward in this. You can power it up, which will change the trajectory. distance and trajectory. So that also adds to the difficulty. But you can also shoot them and they're right on top of you. So it's not that big of a deal. Yeah. I had no idea what I was supposed to do when this first happened. I, they got right, I, held, I held down the button and I saw the thing fill up. But then I just waited until they were right on top of me. And I let it go, and then it disappeared. I was like, "Was that, is that a laser or something?" I didn't realize, even realize it was missiles. Yeah, I did. I didn't. I didn't mess around with the power on that. Every every single one that I fired was just full tilt. Just <laughs> <laughs> you interchange between being her and shooting, and him and trying to avoid the obstacles. There are a couple in this one, I think, where they have trees that are upright, which are a little confusing. As you're looking at them, because it looks like they're crossing two lanes, but they're actually standing in one. Yeah. I don't have time to think about it. So, mm -hmm. you just need to make these things as clear as possible. As well as the end, where there is one button you have to hit to make the gate drop and protect them. I like the idea, but you don't really see it that first time. No, I definitely didn't. <laughs> Luckily, there is a checkpoint, so you don't have to do the entire race again at this point. And I think that probably came through QA. Yeah. Well, don't make people go to the beginning of this one. Yeah. The narration talks about a nice couple that feeds them, hides them in the attic, but the boy and girl are worried about her grandpa, so they head back to the city. Another annoying stealth section, but this one is just, you've got robots constantly going. You've got ones rocking next to the truck. And you've got other ones walking the other direction, and it's very tight. The window of getting over from place to place feels very tight. Yeah, and sometimes, like, the I, I don't know if you can call them hit, hit boxes, but the hit boxes of those robots, like, sometimes they see you, sometimes they don't. And I feel I felt like I was in the same place I was last time, and I got away with it, but this time I'm getting captured. It's just, it was, I don't know, it's a, bit, it's a bit messy. You get to a point where you have to find the teddy for the sick kid on a huge pile of gigantic luggage. Yeah, it's very just that's just a very symbolic thing, isn't it? Yeah. And that's all it is. And to me, if that's all it's gonna be, just put it in the first suitcase. Don't maybe go to the third one and have to dig through all this stuff and like, just have it right there. This is not a fun mini game. Ooh, move these things out of the way. Yeah. No, this one is a doll. No, this one is something else. Oh, this one has the teddy bear. It yeah. just didn't work for me. But it's very quick. Mm -hmm. right? I think I'm more annoyed because this is right after the double floating robots where you have to hide right under them. And that part just annoyed me. So when I got to this, I was also still annoyed. Yeah. As you give the teddy, though, the robot prison flies off with her. Yeah. You are going to find the wheelchair... And a trail of blood, which leads to the grandfather's grave. Mm -hmm. And this is a powerful moment, but I think they overdid it a bit. The music here is too powerful, swells too much. 
the trail of blood which leads to it doesn't really make sense to me. Yeah, it's like, did he bury himself? Like, did he crawl into a hole? That's what I thought. I just didn't understand this bit. I mean, I guess... It's just symbolic, I think, more than anything, but it is a bit much. All of this yeah. just feels a bit overblown, like you've done it too much, and now you've taken me out of it. And to be honest, the grandpa didn't really mean a lot to me anyway. So it's like, <laughs> I was more interested in the two kids and the other characters that I got to know more. I met the grandpa once and gave him some apples and then that was pretty much it, you know? But I get it. I understand. I'm just heartless, that's all. <laughs> well, I, I, well, evidently not, because after what happened at the end. But hmm. The narration will talk about rebels trying to fight back even though they're completely outgunned. The boy and girl end up hiding in the sewers. And they decide to chase down a rumor that there are people beyond the walls who can help change your color. Yes. We get to a piston puzzle that I just didn't like. You have the flashlight and you have to take the girl, run through with the boy. How many times did I die in this? This is a switch back and forth. I tried so many things. I even found that a lot of times with the boy, you can... Go through and stand in just the right spot between the pistons and it won't kill you? I couldn't do that with the boy, but I could do that with the girl. (laughs) So, I had it in my head, this is a very weird way to solve this puzzle, but it must be the way. Yeah. And the light just couldn't be... But this is why the light has to be limited in the way it is, so that you know how to do it the way they want you to do it. Mm -hmm. Because I would have made it big, found a way to get her through, and then have been stuck because he would be on the wrong side and she would be in the darkness. Yeah. I do hate she can't run through the darkness. I get it. It is a puzzle mechanic, but it makes no sense that she couldn't just charge through and get to the safe spot in Yeah, because sometimes there's like an inch of darkness and you're just like, just, it's just two steps further. No, it's too dark. <laughs> I might trip over something. But again, it's the puzzle mechanics, so we're sure that we have the boy with her. But then getting the boy back, the first time I was playing this, I didn't see that lever. Okay. (laughs) Well, I'm going to have to try and sneak it through like I did sometimes before. Oh, no, he's dead. Oh, so Do it all again. (laughs) Yeah. Do it all again. To take you up to a labyrinth marble puzzle. Once they're both in the turning generator things is a bit rough it's quite hard but i liked it because it was a different take on a classic puzzle so it's like okay they've done something different but it felt like a bit this puzzle just to me didn't feel like it fit in this world though it was just circuits kind of like 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 to roll a marble over a, a circuit to open gates and stuff i don't know it fit with the robotic theme for me but but then it also leaves you with an arrow that is a sort of digital representation that just didn't feel Mm. right in the steampunk world that they have created and with all the other puzzles that we've seen that could be me just nitpicking though i got it though you can stumble through this one and get it eventually yeah it was the next one that i didn't like i believe this is where you get to the resistance bunker you see a bunch of people who have survived who have avoided you see the masked couple in the upper level who give you permission to get down into the basement to talk to the nurse who says, go find this girl, Mm. and that allows you out. You also, at one point, you could 
use a periscope to look out and see that there are tanks just overrun the city. It's the pipe puzzle you hate, yeah? The pipe maze thing. Yeah. Oh, God. I spent far too long in this, man. Me too. And then this is a part where one night, okay, I got through the maze. I'm done. Checkpoint starts you back at the bunker. Oh. This is a bit heart-wrenching. Oh, <laughs> oh, I've got to do it all over again. I will say it was easier the second time. Yeah. But it's still very confusing. The four different screens, trying to connect them. A lot of the pipes, you have a connector with three different paths you can go. Two of them go to the exact same place. Yeah. I mean, if the job was to confuse you, they've done a really good job of confusing you. But just, oh, I just was getting angry with it, to be honest. It didn't feel like it was set up for me to solve it. It set up more for me to just brute force my way through, yeah. which I didn't really enjoy. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and in the end, it was just a, a, a... It was more like, go as far around as possible. That's the right answer. Yeah. You basically find the way, find the path you've not been on yet, and then you're on the right path. Like, just go... Yeah, it almost was like, go in a direction that's counterintuitive to what you would be wanting to do. Go the opposite direction. You know, kind of thing. Because when I found myself, I was getting through, getting through, and then I found myself all the way back at the start. I was like, oh, this is where I came in. Like, oh, God, no. Okay, here we go again. This takes you to the girl. She's cooking some fish. She talks about there being a family on the outside that will adopt her, and maybe they'll adopt you too, and they can change your color. Mm -hmm. uh, but then leads to... For me, the worst part of the game. Because we now have the bathtub, which takes her away eventually. Yeah. We'll get to that. But just getting through the debris parts, just so often I put myself in the wrong place and there's no time to change. You can sort of accelerate with the sprint button. Mm -hmm. That helps. I don't think they actually told you that. If they did, I missed it which is very possible. It's almost like you have to be sort of on top of it to see which one is going to be dropping by then. It's often too late. So it's more a time of like with that key robot puzzle of memorizing it. Yeah. And that to me doesn't feel fun. And die, go back to the beginning every time. <laughs> then the girl is going to be taken away. The new girl is going to be taken away by a crane hand essentially leaving our girl crying and like i don't like her crying and get to hear it many times so enjoy that every time you die and you have to start over with her crying <laughs> <laughs> the bathtub then can fly it turns into cuphead now all of a sudden and you get to fire from the gun in the back which for a long time i didn't realize you could just hold the button down so again i was hitting for each shot. You can't really aim it very well. You're basically just maneuvering the bathtub and firing straight out from wherever you are. It's my understanding. There are way too many red lights. There are eyes. There are gills on the side. There is the lantern overhead. I didn't know which thing I was meant to be firing at. It took a while before I realized, oh, getting the lantern... If I hit that, it will shrink a little bit. Yeah. 
That took a while to figure out. You've got bullets coming out. You've got a laser coming out. You've got stalactites that will kill you, but you can also use to hurt the fish boss. <laughs> Every time you go between, like you hit it once, well, then you've got these health things, but the first time I, I avoided, avoided them. them. Yes, jinx. <laughs> yeah, because I was like, avoid everything. I'm not starting this all over again. With the exception of perhaps bad camera, this boss fight is everything I hate about boss fights. I found it to be confusing. You start off with you start off with story bits that I didn't want, which is basically the girl crying. Mm -hmm. Just start off with her not crying in the ship. You have controls that feel laggy. Like I said, it's difficult to aim. It's difficult to even know where to aim. Even your target, the lantern thing, moves constantly and your targeting isn't the best. So it's luck of the draw or as I did, just shoot as much as possible and hope you hit it. Yep. You have the dropping stalactites, but it's very tricky to time it to get it just right. And if you don't do it fast enough, it closes over and you have to start that section all over again. And then you have to do it three times. And every time you die, you start at the beginning with a girl crying and you have to do it all over again. When you pull it off, it feels like, oh, that wasn't so bad. But the 20 times before that did feel bad. <laughs> yeah. And it really irks me because a game which for the majority was a puzzle, adventure, story game. This is not the game's strong suit, and this is where the game leaves you. And I don't really like that. I would have liked it if it was more a puzzle to solve. Maybe they thought that destroying this angler fish is like a puzzle because you have to figure out what you're doing. Mm -hmm. But... That's not what I want in a boss fight, and it's not what I want in a puzzle where I constantly have to avoid death to solve the puzzle. Or even in this game, it's like, why why throw in a, 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 kind of a shooter element into a game that's had almost... Other than firing a slingshot at a few buttons here and there. Like, yeah, I don't get it. This will lead, though, to the epilogue. The narrator will talk about the couple only wants the girl. So she tears the photograph and half gives him her half, she keeps his, and the girl in the shop says, oh, that's funny, my grandmother told the same story. So here's the payoff. You hear the bell jingle, you have to... <laughs> I don't know why they make us walk around for this. I think we could have just had the animation here. Right. But you have to go, and much like he did when the girl was going to be adopted, shoving the girl towards them, Right. You, as the granddaughter, have to shove them together yes. and place the photo together. Symbolically, it's fun, but gameplay, I don't need it. Mm. I just don't. <laughs> they could have just animated that, and I probably would have liked it even more. Mm -hmm. Because now I just feel like it's kind of a chore. This isn't a puzzle. This isn't fun. This is just more story. Just go ahead and do it. Mm -hmm. Just go ahead and do it. And then it's going to end with him saying... Like how lucky they are to be together again. They feel like kids again. And that basically that this story is dedicated to anyone who's ever been separated from a loved one and reunited. Yeah. And it's incredibly beautiful. Incredibly powerful. And told by Patrick Stewart. Who I could listen to narrate the phone book. He's just fantastic. 
I love that. It was the huge selling point for me when I first heard about this. And it did not disappoint. Yeah, because all and all throughout the game, I'm just like, when's this next bit? You know, yeah. I was just waiting for the next bit from him because I don't know. I mean, I'm not, I'm not a huge Patrick Stewart nerd, right? I watched a bit of Star Trek with him in it. Um, I've seen him. Uh, he, I know he was in American Dad. Was that American Dad? Yeah, he's in. He was one of the guys in American Dad. That's about it. So I don't, I've never really listened to him, but man, he's got such an amazing voice. Like, I don't know what it is. It's, it's like pure medicine. And the thing is, he has, at this point in his career, he has the natural sort of old man grandpa voice. Right, yeah. That fit perfectly for this role. I wonder and how they got him on board. I wonder that as well, but I'm very glad that they did. I'm guessing it's because the story is so touching and such a good story and it's it's like you said before, it's telling a really horrible true story in a kind of kid friendly, non preachy kind of way. And so maybe he's just like, Man, I like this. Yeah, I want to be part of this. I hope that's what happened. I could see that being why that happened. I watched those when you leave the game and you come back or you start a new chapter, it will play you the narration at the beginning. Mm-hmm. I never really skipped them. <laughs> Just really enjoyed them. Part of that is the art, but a lot of that has to do with the narration. And I think that it's beautiful. Yeah. Overall, it's not the hardest puzzle game. It's not the best puzzle game. But I think it has an interesting combination of story, adventure game, adventure game logic, a few decent puzzles really cute art style and as we both said amazing narration that fits that story that just makes this something incredibly special i was glad to have played it before i was glad to play it a second time and i'm really glad that you gave it a chance now yeah well um, yeah because you were the one you've been telling me to play this for ages and it's taken me three or four years to finally get around to it and i'm glad i did too gaps filled and more gaps created 